0: we can transform our cancerous cells. Essentially, cancerous cells were healthy cells in our body to begin with. However, because they have been under so much pressure, have been attacked by all sorts of emotional disturbances over and over, and have been injured many times, they have been forced to change their own natural identity just out of survival instinct not only do they uncontrollably divide at a much faster rate, but they also give rise to the wrong kinds of cells after random divisions. Of course, these wrong kinds of cells are closely watched by our body, since our body is like a well-organized society. In other words, our body has a police system to hunt down abnormal cells. For example, Lymphocytes, white blood cells, automatically take control of the whole protection process, including detecting non standard cells, putting them under surveillance, correcting them if necessary, and fighting against them if needed. If we do not feel good and our physical strength is weak because of our topsy turvy lifestyle, our immune system, or the fighting ability of our lymphocytes, is frail accordingly. If this is the case, not only do the wrong kinds of cells keep their abnormal identity, but they also divide further to create the second generation. Since the division of the wrong cells is unusually fast, they can easily create the third and even the fourth generation within a short time. With this pattern, the later generations will also start creating new generation lines themselves. Hence, the number of abnormal cells can rapidly multiply out of control, either as a divergent dendromer replication or as an exponential growth. Worse, they unite together and keep self-reproducing beyond all kinds of imagination. This is how a cancerous tumor establishes to begin with. The establishment of a cancerous tumor is similar to a case in which a well-behaved child grows up in a bad environment. At the beginning, because of self-survival, the child is forced to learn bad habits that eventually become his own behaviors and then his own characters. As time goes on, his virtuous nature is replaced by a completely corrupt one. He then joins a gang whose members have similar characters to his. Together, they occupy a region, fight against other gangs or other groups of people, and try to expand their territory. What should we do to this rotten child? Some people suggest that this rotten child can turn around if he meets well mannered people and becomes a good child again. For example, If people understand his situation, they can help him escape from the gang lifestyle. With their proper guidance in an appropriate environment, the child can change his habits little by little every day and eventually regains his original good behaviors from the past. Alternatively, other people argue that to a rotten child like such, it is better to kill him to solve most problems once and for all. The question is that if we kill him, do we actually solve most problems for good? If we cannot change the bad environment in our society, many other well-behaved children will eventually become bad like him in the long run. If this is the case, how many more children do we have to kill? There must be a reason for why the child turned out to be bad to begin with. Hence, We need to find out the original reason and try to eliminate it. At the same time, we must also try to convert him to be a good child again. The same argument can be applied to our cancer cells. An operation to remove cancerous cells is not the ultimate solution. We must try to figure out what kind of lifestyle we lived in the past what kind of living conditions we were in before, and how was our mental health or emotional well-being before we were diagnosed with cancer.